directly with the coach. Day 20 Radio, where gamers roll. Welcome to Me and Steve Talk RPGs, the podcast where me and my friend Steve will play a game this time. Welcome back to Me and Steve Talk RPGs. Today, we're actually playing some RPGs. So we had Shane from Shane Plays, Alex, and another local on our Discord who all joined us me and you to play some mutants and masterminds alex was kind enough to run that game as you remember from episode 28 where he came on and talked about mutants and masterminds and shane from episode 27 which we had talked to him previously about supers rpgs in general so we have two parts to this so this is part one you'll be here in part two it may work out to three i haven't i haven't cut up the the second recording yet okay Maybe three parts, but either way, you'll be hearing those parts in the coming weeks. So, without further ado, here is part one of Mutants and Masterminds, MODOK Family Reunion. Yes, and it gets zany, folks. Hang on to your hats. And, by way of character introductions, we have Shane playing Captain America. I knocked that goofy-looking beekeeper helmet off the guy. And he has a moment of confused surprise before he drops like a bag of potatoes. We have Jeff playing the Scott Lang version of Ant-Man. I'm going to run straight at that first robot. Halfway, I'm going to change to tiny size Ant-Man and look for a joint to crawl inside of. We have Steve G playing Moon Knight. I don't know what happened here, but we're here to help, I think. Um... Now, if you'll excuse me. And we have myself as Drax the Destroyer, Captain Duck, and Chuck the Big Robot at the two minion groups. And last but not least, we have Alex as the Game Master. Because superhero storytelling is about being awesome. And now, on to our story. Thank you guys for hanging out with me today to talk about Mutants Masterminds doing some Avengers stuff. If you want to look at your character sheets real quick in Roll20, there's a journal tab up in the top right corner. If you look down, you should see the list of characters we have available today. Our Avengers today will be Captain America, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, Moon Knight, and Drax the Destroyer on loan from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Pulling up your character sheets, if you head over to the character sheet tab in there, you should see Bion Info, Character Sheet, Attributes, and Abilities. Just click on Character Sheet, and that should have your whole sheet listed out for you. The first tab here, Stats and Skills, is where a lot of the play is going to be happening today. You have your attributes here in your top left corner. Yeah, your attributes are Strength, which is how big of a tomato you can pick up. Agility, which is how quickly you can pick up a tomato. Fighting, which is how accurately you can throw a tomato into, or smash the tomato into somebody's face. Stamina is how much of a poisonous tomato you could eat. Dexterity is how well you could throw a tomato across the room. Intellect is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Awareness is knowing not to put tomato in a fruit salad. And presence is being able to sell a tomato-based fruit salad as ketchup. So just looking at some of those things. Um, underneath your attributes section on the left-hand column, you should see your defenses. You have a dodge DC and a parry DC. That's sort of your armor class, if you think in terms of Dungeons and Dragons. If I'm rolling to hit you uh, with a ranged attack, I'll ask you what your dodge DC is. If I'm rolling to hit you with a close attack, I'll ask you what your parry DC is. 
ask you to roll a dodge or a parry check, you'll click on the little dodge or parry button there at the corner. And that could be for something like if you're rolling active defenses or if you're if I'm hitting you with an area of effect attack, I'll say roll a dodge check instead of what's your dodge DC. Uh, fortitude and will are also resistance checks. Fortitude is for stuff like poisons, diseases. Will is for stuff like mind control, fear, all that fun stuff. And then toughness is what you'll roll anytime you're act- you are successfully hit by an attack from an enemy. Once we get into combat, I'll sort of explain how how you take the your toughness check and you compare it to the dice check of the attack that hits you. And the amount you fail by is how badly you get hurt. Underneath defenses, we have an offensive section, which should have all of your various abilities to inflict harm upon other people. There's an initiative button in there, and then there are a number of D20s that go down the sides. There's also text underneath the attack that just sort of tells me as the GM everything I need to know about what that attack does and what I need to roll to resist it. It's very simple in roll 20. At the very bottom of your powers, skill, or your, uh, your stats and skills section here at the very bottom, you should see your motivations and complications. Those are personality flaws, things that drive you, personal weaknesses to specific elements, anything that can negatively impact your character. Anytime something like that happens, you will earn what's called a hero point. Um, and you do start off with a hero point, everybody has one. Hero points can be used for rerolls, for editing the scene. So say we were fighting Poison Ivy in a greenhouse, you could throw a hero point in and say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and say the gardener left some herbicide out. I'm gonna use that to attack her plants. You can use them to do what's called a power stunt. So you can use them to use your powers in a way that's not listed on your sheet as long as it makes sense. Typically, like, I just so happen to have a bat shark repellent in the helicopter that I'm dangling from. I need to go up and get things like that. I'm going to be sort of hand wavy with the number rules and all that fun stuff. If you can come up with a fun way to use your powers and spend a hero point, we'll go through with the rule of pool. It'll be awesome. Um, you earn hero points with complications affecting you, jokes I think that are funny, good descriptions, good role-playing, acting like a hero, suffering setbacks, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, the top right column of your stats and skills page is going to be your skills. Most of those are self-explanatory, and I'll tell you to go ahead and make a specific skill check when you ask me if you were successful at something. The second tab, and then the tab that matters the most to us, is powers and advantages. You'll see powers and devices there. That's going to contain all of your superpowers. Things like your ability to fly, your ability to run super fast, strength. If you have an arsenal of gadgets, um, weapons, all sorts of fun stuff are going to be listed in that powers and devices section. Anything that modifies your numbers has already been added in, except for Ant-Man, who's a special case. Ant-Man, you have three character sheets. Outstanding. You have a character sheet for when you're man-sized, when you're giant-sized, and when you're giant-sized. And I've, I've modified the numbers on each sheet to make it easy easy to play at the table so you're not going to go through and change tabs and write numbers and stuff like that so just whatever size you are use that sheet okay and then your second tab you should have advantages uh, advantages are similar to things like feats in third edition DD. they're things that aren't quite as awesome as superpowers but they're still handy to have things like specialized combat maneuvers that you know if you're well connected if you have wealth anything like that is sort of going to be factored into advantages. I did go through and add a description of what each advantage does on your sheets just to keep it easy for you all. And then Moon Knight, you also have an equipment tab because you're the hero who has this equipment. Equipment is stuff that's not quite as awesome as devices. So it's stuff that's available to be purchased in the world aside instead of something like like tony stark's iron suit is not would not be considered equipment but your moon rings your truncheon your binoculars grappling hooks all that fun stuff can be covered under equipment does anybody have any questions about the sheet before i launch in so i saw one of the advantages that it said already factored in 
So some of the stuff's already factored into our stats and the character sheet, but some of it isn't? Correct. Um, generally, anything that changes your numbers, I've already gone ahead and factored. And if a situation comes up where that thing wouldn't be usable, like a defensive roll, I'll say you don't have access to that amount of toughness, and we can modify it on the fly. Okay. And it looks like with Captain America, it looks like his shield is worked into the build as a power and not a piece of equipment. Correct. Okay. It's a device, technically, but yeah, because it's a one-of-a-kind object, um, and it's indestructible, basically. I, I don't see his chin on the advantages. Captain America's chin being, uh-huh. you know, inspiring uh, leadership and uh, just comfort all around. Um, that yeah, that jawline. Yeah, is that over, was that an oversight or? You know, uh, it was a little implied? too overpowered. It's implied. <laughs> yeah. One of those okay. PLX things. Yeah. I will say Ant-Man and Captain America, you both have luck points, which is something that the other characters don't have. Ant-Man, you can use your luck point for a free reroll. Captain America, you have a tactician power that gives you luck control, quote unquote. You can use that to have your allies reroll or to force me to reroll. And it's sort of, um, it's reflected in your ability to prepare for situations and be a genius tactician, all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, to spend your hero points or your luck points, you do have cards above your name points here at the bottom of the Roll20 screen. Uh, if you click on that card, you'll see a circle with an H in it. And then if you drag that circle with an H out onto the table, it spends it. And then I get the joy as a GM of being able to delete it. Huh. Yeah, and I'll sort of award hero points as we're going, and I'll, I might not shout it out every time when I do, but your numbers should reflect accurately at the bottom of the screen, based on what I'm doing behind the scenes. Excellent. So, without further ado, the adventure we're doing today is called Avengers Modoc Family Reunion. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun. And I think it's cool that we timed it out in such a way that the Modoc show came out last week, even though I forgot that that show was coming out. All right, everybody. So, without further ado... We join the Avengers on a beautiful summer day in New York City at Avengers Mansion. You four have been selected to sort of be on City Watch um, while the rest of the Avengers are out doing, you know, globe-saving things or space-faring things or extra-dimensional things with Doctor Strange. And, uh, yeah, it's been sort of a nice, quiet day in the city. You're sort of strolling around the mansion, keeping an eye on monitors and stuff like that. I want to give everybody a chance to sort of tell us and describe a brief scene of what their character is up to and tell us which character you'll be playing. We could start with uh, Steve. I'll let Steve decide which Steve is the first Steve. <laughs> well, I I think Drax has found um, some nice quiet corner to sit in while he just sharpens his knives and kind of, yeah, I think he seems like he keeps to himself a lot anyway. So he's probably yes, just found some sort of semi-quiet corner and is sitting there kind of idly sharpening his blades. Excellent. Yeah, just taking your whetstone across the daggers. Uh, every now and then, a Jarvis robot will walk around the corner, keep an eye on you. And he glares at it. I was going to ask if I could bring you anything, but I guess I will bring you aloneness. And then he just sort of wanders around the corner. How would you bring one aloneness? The robot is puzzling as to why he can understand metaphors and you can't. That's an organic <laughs> being. <laughs> nice. Well, I'll leave you to it then, uh, Mr. The Destroyer. And he just sort of wanders around the corner. Uh, what is Captain America up to? Captain America is absolutely in the gym slash workout room slash whatever is passing for the Avengers danger room at the moment. Working out, doing athletics, pushing himself, trying to work up a sweat, keeping himself sharp, doing shield maneuvers, and that kind of thing. Excellent. Yeah, so you're just having a great time in the obstacle course, the gym, throwing the shield around, uh, doing your cardio, which is great for Captain America. Uh, what about Moon Knight? Yeah, so I think Moon Knight is in the same area as Captain America, sort of off to the side, throwing moon-shaped 
like darts at a dartboard and is just telling Captain America, yeah, so I was talking to Frenchie the other day and he was telling me about, and, uh, but anyways, I was down, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of that place, but, um, so how are you? And he's just chucking and just talking about nothing. Like, so just to clarify, is this <clears throat> Moon Knight has had a lot of different incarnations and I love them all. But my favorite is the one where he's got like five different personalities and he's, yeah. he's yeah. sort of that's this Moon Knight. He's not the Fist of Khonshu Moon Knight or anything. He's he's not the Fist of Khonshu. He is very much uh Mark his his main personality is Mark Spector and he talks about other personalities. It's this sort of um talks about other personalities as if they're real and and you're not really sure who he's talking about but yeah this is sort of the interpretation from the more recent comics well captain america is actually kind of welcomes the annoyance because the more distracted he is the more he can see how he can uh, stay on stay on point with his physical activity while also trying to keep up mentally with what uh, moon knight is saying and every now and then he'll just grunt in some sort of vague assent to whatever's being said so a Captain America hanging out from the night. I love it. All right, now we come back to Ant-Man. Ah, the irredeemable Scott Lang. Well, there's no women at Avengers Mansion, so he's probably depressed, sitting in front of a TV with a beer, maybe some pretzels, watching whatever's on. I love the idea of Captain America training his body to perfection and Ant-Man's just sitting on the sofa with like a bag of Cheetos <laughs> flipping through the channels. Yeah, what are you watching? Uh, Scott, is there anything in particular that's that's popping across the screen? Well, being that he's a San Franciscan in New York City, he's probably uh, trying to catch a baseball game with the Giants. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, so Scott, you're watching the game. It's getting down to this very exciting, very, very crucial pitch at the end of the last inning. And the TV flips off and the alert symbol comes up for the Avengers, right as the last pitch is thrown. And uh, it says, warning, distress signal detected in New York City. Please assemble in the monitor bay. I'm on the beach. I get up and I bring my bowl of pretzels with me and start headed for the meeting. And the, uh, the klaxon sort of goes off and the rest of Avengers to assemble. Well, well, Moon Knight looks like our exercise is finished for the moment. Captain America grabs a towel, starts dabbing his face and running towards the monitor room. Finally, a chance to do something. Excellent. So everybody assembles in the monitor room. And in this room, there's a bunch of computer terminals up on the wall. There's also a big table in the middle of the room that's got a holographic representation of New York City, and there's a big pinging red alert booming out from a central warehouse somewhere down in the city. And you see there is a, um, there's sort of an indicator from this building that pops up. There's a whole bunch of information about it. It's called the American Irrigation Manufacturing Plant. And the beacon that's coming out of it is an audio message that says, Mayday, Mayday, this is a message for the Avengers, please. They've turned on me. They're trying to destroy me. Assistance! And you hear laser blasts going off in the background. Explosions, and then it sort of cuts away to static. All right, so out of character, I like what you did with the American, with the aim. Uh, It hasn't occurred to Captain America yet, but... um, So it's a warehouse that 
it looks like just some standard manufacturing plant, but somebody is calling for us specifically, and, and we definitely hear lasers in the background. Yes, you definitely hear lasers in the background. And the information that Jarvis is able to pull up about this particular building is that it is a recently purchased warehouse through a number of different shell companies on the way down. Uh, and as far as Jarvis is aware, it is a storage building for things like tractors and compactors and harvesters and things like that. All right. I asked Jarvis to, I'm assuming we have communications with authorities. Mm-hmm. Um, ask him to communicate with the police and fire department to, you know, keep their distance while we check this out. This seems to be, you know, an Avengers type situation. Yeah. Police are happy to pass that to you all. Any thoughts, team? By great Conchu, we must be get down there. Is this an ally? Who is this? Does anybody recognize this voice? Everybody give me a perception check. So on your uh, in your character sheets on stats and skills, if you hover over the word perception and click on it, it should roll it out into the chat for us. And then to see what you rolled, if you click on the little icon in the top right corner that looks like a messenger thing, you click on that and you can go back over to the chat. All right. So it looks like Moon Knight got a 24, Ant-Man got a 13, uh, Drax got a 12, and Captain America got a 25. So uh, Moon Knight and Captain America, you recognize that as the voice of MODOK. Oh, this can't be good. MODOK? What's a MODOK? It's... It, uh, at, at this point, can it sink in what the acronym of the company is? Since we yeah. Recognize, okay, he's like, all right, all right. This 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 warehouse, this company is also an is obviously an aim front, and Modoc is, well, and it's rare for Captain America to crack a joke, but he will this time. You say, let's just say he's kind of the head of aim. Uh, sounds like he's gotten in over his head. They, they're obvi- they're always coming up with dangerous technologies. So if he's calling us specifically, either A, it's a trap, or B, he's in over his head. Either way, it's bad news. People should be more careful in swimming pools. <laughs> Thank you, Drax. Are you all right? What are you talking about? Over his head. It must be The pool must be too deep. Oh, I see. Yes, Drax. I for, uh, he has created a dangerous situation that is beyond his ability to resolve. Either that or it is he is laying a trap for us. Sounds like foolishness to me. Well, would you rather go back to sharpening your knives? No, they are quite sharp already. Avengers, assemble. So I guess we're running to a Quinjet. What do you guys want to do? That's probably the best method of transport for this group. Yeah, we don't have any flyers. Right? I no think flyers. I'm the best flyer. <laughs> think. Oh yeah, Ant-Man can fly on an ant. <laughs> <laughs> They fly faster than a Quinjet. The ant cannot fly faster than a Quinjet. So, yeah, well, you all load up into a Quinjet. You take off down through the skyline of New York City and head above this warehouse. Uh, it's a big sort of nondescript brick building with a big glass skylight on top because, of course, a warehouse in a comic universe has a big skylight on top. Uh, there's a couple of loading docks nearby. A couple of trucks are parked around the area, and you can clearly see, now that you know the acronym, that it's not even a subtle aim logo it's just been slightly modified to john deere green to reflect the agriculture um 
and somewhere down below you can you can hear uh explosions and you can sort of feel the rumbling in the ground you think this may be some sub-level lab that aim has set up underneath this plant all right i'm gonna uh, i'm assuming captain america's flying if not you know whoever but i'm gonna circle a little bit and try to gather are there any sensors i don't uh, quinjet usually doesn't have like star trek type sensors on it right uh, not usually but there could be for a hero point if you wanted to modify the scene yeah, let's spend a hero point. I want to see what intelligence we can gather from inside the building with sensors. Um, so I'll leave it up to you, Cap, if you want to roll a vehicles check for that or an investigation check for that. Uh, let's see what he'd be better at since you're giving me the choice. So vehicles would be under skills, right? Yes, yep. Okay. Vehicles and investigation will both be under skills. Okay, I have six in vehicles and a... Zero in investigation, Batman, he ain't. So, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and roll a vehicle. Yeah, and for any Mutants and Masterminds people at home, I did build these versions of the Avengers. Everybody's power level 10 with 150 power points. Uh, I got a 23 in vehicles. Um, yeah, with the 23 in your vehicles, you're sort of paying the Quinjet sensors. Uh, the sort of bluish laser sort of scans the building and the surrounding area, and you're able to pull up a general floor plan of the sub-level basement. Um, you do see there are a few um, there are a few uplinks for cameras that you might be able to hack into. Uh, with that, you also can generally tell. Move everything to the uh, to the GM there real quick, and then I'll show you what the uh, show you what the facility looks like. And do I the hero point? I need to subtract that, right? Where I forget where that is. Um, so there is a card above your name at the bottom of the screen. Oh, okay. Click on I see. that. Yeah. Um, I did ask to steal it, but if you want to just go ahead and discard that and drag it on the table, do that too. Okay, so above my name, I have something that says two and then one. Yep, the one that says one are your hero points. The two is your luck points. And thanks to Captain America's sensor tech, I'll drag you guys over here. It uh, looks like there's a big elevator at the back of the main floor of the um, of the warehouse that leads down to the sub-level, and that lets out... I'll just hang over here. It looks like that elevator lets out over here. Okay. Um, so all we know at this point, men, is that uh, we got a distress call, and we suspect MODOK has evolved. But uh, I, I have no idea, based on the layout of these schematics, where potential danger areas would be. Any thoughts? Well, is it not our job to answer these distress calls? Oh, we'll answer it. I'm just trying to see if we can ascertain uh, potential trouble spots based on the layout that we're seeing. <laughs> yeah, I think good to go. Alright, well, let's go in and I, I guess we're going to look for the best entry point and just assemble on in there. Where? So the top of this building you said it had a big skylight on it. It uh, does. Is, it, is, it, is there additional enough room to land the Quinjet on top of the building, or would we need yeah. to... Okay. For, the, for the sake of convenience, I'll say there's enough room to land a Quinjet. Yeah, out of character, we're probably going to lose a Quinjet when this building explodes. But anyway, <laughs> um, so we're going to... Well, Tony on. pays for those, it's fine. Tony yeah, that's afford. Tony. Yeah, the, the uh, was it Martha Stark Foundation? <laughs> yeah, we're going to go ahead and land that Quinjet, and then um, try to get in by the most obvious entry point. Awesome. So you land the Quinjet, you all disembark, head down to the secret elevator, ride it down, and you emerge to a very strange scene. I'm going to shrink down to tiny size and hitch a ride on Cap. Just to roll back half, like a, half a scene, 
the thought of this crew in an elevator, just <laughs> calm elevator music plays as we all stand there. <laughs> wow, who knew AIM paid for the license for Girl to Ipanema? And the Drax is practicing his, if I'm totally still, nobody can see me. Yep. In the elevator. Oh, where did Drax go? Uh, where did the Drax go? So do we play along to make him feel better? <laughs> Hello? Oh, you're here. Actually, uh, in character, Drax, I want you to, because Drax is like our powerhouse, right? Tank. The closest thing we have to our to a tank. So, yeah. Drax, I want you out first, and then I'll follow. Very well. Moon Knight, assess the situation and uh, act as needed. And then, Scott, stay with me for the moment. I mean, and this is Captain. You guys can obviously disregard what I'm saying, but Cap would be shouting orders. Uh, that's fair. So I think Drax will go over and stand in front of the, the elevator doors waiting for them to open and kind of flex menacingly at them. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> so the elevator comes down, the doors swing open, you hear the sounds of laser fire and explosions, you see a number of AIM troopers running around in their sort of beekeeper outfits, a couple of giant AIM mechs that are all laying laser fire down on MODOK. But Modok doesn't look as you remember him. Modok is still the giant head in the seat, but he is wielding a small kite shield on his left arm, and he has a sword in his right hand, and he is wearing a knight's helmet on most of his giant head. I have the best picture of Modok I could find, similar to what I was looking for. And when he sees you all emerge from the elevator, he says, Oh, good, Avengers! You received my distress beacon! Avengers, come together! He raises his sword at all of you. And at this point, I would like everybody to roll for initiative. But click on your token first, because that'll send it directly over to the turnover for us. All right, so I clicked on my token, but we need to go to... Is it a macro, or is it on the character sheet? It's on the character sheet. Uh, if you open the character sheet, it's on. It's the first thing in the offense section on the left-hand side of stats and skills. So do all of the uh, aim troopers and the mechs, they, they're all attacking... Modoc, is that what we're seeing? That is what you're seeing. Okay. And where he's at, it looks like he's behind a wall. Is that? Do we disregard that or? No, that's correct. He's taking cover back there. Um, they're shooting holes in that wall, but he is. Uh, that is the aim. That is the direction that they are all firing. Okay. Um, okay. So we join our heroes as they dive into combat with a beleaguered Modoc dressed as a medieval knight uh, versus the diabolical forces of aim and it looks like according to initiative aim is on the ball today the uh aim super bots go first the aim agents go after that and then we're joined by captain america moon knight drax the destroyer ant-man and modok last so the aim super bots this one sees you all emerge from the elevator with drax leading the way so he will stomp forward a little bit raise his hand and say you are trespassing on aim private property Leave or be terminated. He will shoot at Drax. With a 24 to hit your dodge DC, Drax. Okay, let me look. And that'll be in your defense section and your stats and skills. My dodge DC is only 18. Okay, so you're going to go ahead and roll a toughness check for me. Uh, the way damage works in Mutants and Masterminds, there's no hit points. Um, you just sort of roll your toughness and compare it to the number there. Your toughness is all jacked up, Drax. Let me go check that real quick. I think I know why. 
Yep, I know why. Okay. Yeah, your toughness is actually a 12 instead of a 4. So, sorry about that. Ah. Um, so go ahead and re-roll that. That was my bad. Okay. So you had 24. You needed a DC 23 to succeed, so you succeed and you don't take any damage. Uh, if you had failed, you would have taken what's called a bruise, and that just gives you a minus 1 to future toughness saves. If you failed by a lot, you would take a bruise and a daze, and if you failed by a lot, a lot, you would take a bruise and a stagger. Uh, daze means that you can only take one of your standard or move actions the following round. Staggered means that you're dazed for the rest of the fight, and if you take two staggers, you're not unconscious. That's sort of how it works, and we'll, we'll go through that as, as we're tearing up these bad guys. Uh, the other aim superbot is going to continue laying waste to this wall over here, trying to hit Modok. So Modok has cover, which is very surprising for Modok with how big his head is. Um, and 18, even with cover, will still hit Modok, so he'll roll a toughness save. Modok rolls a 23, and he's okay. So the lasers are firing over there. Modok is crying out, trying to keep cover behind there. Uh, he's girding himself, banging the sword against the shield, uh, looking at all of you. After the aim superbots are the aim agents who are going to spread out. These four are going to take pot shots at Captain America, and they're a group of minions. They they work together as one unit instead of uh, like individuals. I rolled a natural one, so they just sort of fire their yellow energy beams haphazardly that direction, and you're able to easily avoid a cap. These four up here are going to march down the hallway, and they're going to take cover behind the giant robot, and they're going to roll to aid the giant robot in his next check. They do succeed, so this robot will get a plus two to its next roll. These ones are going to take cover over here and ready in action to attack whoever comes off the elevator. This group is going to aid this robot. They succeed on aiding. This group is going to come down here and prepare to shoot whoever comes off the elevator. And then these four are in reserve, so they're going to remain where they are. All right, after the aim, guys, turn order is Captain America. What would you like to do, Cap? Okay, so... Who is on and off the elevator at the moment? I know Drax walked out, or was going to walk out. Yeah, I think everybody's on the elevator still right now. Okay. I, would, I was going to say, just as in my head canon, what happened is Drax took about three steps out of the elevator, looked, turned around and went, this is a most peculiar scene. And he got shot in the back by the super robot. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, have fun, Drax. I pressed the elevator close buttons and press first floor. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a big furball situation. Um, Cap has no love for MODOK, but they've been asked for help. MODOK is a living being. He's like, we got to get this situation under control somehow. So, and, and again, and I won't keep belaboring this point, but I'll, I'll say it one more time. He's going to be shouting orders, but that's just narrative. You guys, I mean, play your characters. I'm not trying to dominate everybody's characters. Focus on the uh, robots and take them down. So he's going to, um, I guess he's going to fling his shield at the, at the robot that shot Drax. Awesome. So he's going to exit the elevator and then, because I know he'll get shot at when he exits the elevator, but he's got to get out of the elevator so he can be Captain America and move around a lot. Uh, so yeah, this group will open fire at Captain America when he exits the elevator. They get a 19 to hit your dodge DC, which I'm pretty sure doesn't he doesn't hit. Yeah, let me look that up real quick. Uh, dodge DC. Okay, um, dodge is 
looks like a 12. So I just roll dodge, right? Uh, no, I need you to dodge DC. Oh, dodge DC. That's right. Oh, above yeah, 22. Yeah, 22. Cool. So, and in, for future reference, um, your dodge DC is just your dodge plus 10. Uh, okay. So they miss. You're, uh, they fire off. They get a 19. You have a 22. So that yellow wave of energy sort of bounces off of the shield, and you are free to resume your attack. Huh? Like, What's the action economy? Do we do we get an action and a movement, or how, correct. how does it? Um, you get a move action and a standard action. Okay, I'm gonna fling my shield at. I'm gonna do a shield attack on the robot. Awesome. Oh, and those of you who um, can move faster than normal, um, you'll see in your bottom right corner under notes and conditions. I did write your movement speed in. Um, so Cap, I know you could move like 500 feet around or something like that because you can run 30 miles an hour. I can run 500 feet around and I can leap 30 feet. Okay, so um, shield toss is it's an 11, 28. Okay, so how do what do I do here with that? Yeah, so when you want to roll your shield toss in the offenses section in the bottom left of stats and skills, uh, you should see a shield toss button. There should be like a little D20 there. If you click on yeah, that, it'll roll it out. Okay, and this ricochet does that mean it hits two other targets or? It means that you can bounce it off of two things before it hits its target. Gotcha. Um, if it has multi-attack, which I don't think I built multi-attack into it, you can use it to attack more than one target at a time. Okay. So I just rolled it. It looks like I rolled Is that a 23? Or a uh, 20? It's a 20 to hit, and then the DC is a 23 for its toughness save. Uh, the 20 does hit, and that one will roll a toughness save. It gets a 15. So because it rolled a 15, that is... Sorry, my thing's all jacked up. Uh, because it rolled a 15, that's 8 less than 23, so that's 2 degrees of failure. Um, degrees of failure or success are measured in 5 in Newton's Masterminds. So, the first 5 was for the bruise, and then the next 3 will trigger a daze on the super robot. So it'll only be allowed to take a move action or a standard action next round. Describe what happens, Cap, as you hurl your shield and do some damage to this robot. Um, it smashes sort of at a weak point between uh, the head and the neck and manages to to clip a cable or a wire in there and sparks start happening and then the, the shield comes back. So Cap's like thinking to himself, well, that looked good, but that was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's going to use his movement to, um, he's actually going to move over and put himself in between MODOK and the robot because for the moment, the, the the greater threat is the robots and the aim troopers but so for the moment he's going to protect modok until he can figure out what's going on awesome and modok will say that was a valiant display of heroism captain america thank you don't think it's just yet there's a lot to sort out i agree i will help you in your fisticuffs with these ruffians moon knight what would you like to do so Moon Knight seeing all this is going to step off of the step out of the elevator and the group of the group of guys up above the elevator up above the elevator he can see those guys right yes he can see them so he's going to then take his crescent darts and chuck at them to try and incapacitate them awesome can you keep a little guy with you named Chuck <laughs> um, Moon Knight, you do have multi-attack on your Moon Rings, so if you want to, okay. you can attack multiple targets with them. 
Uh, the okay. way that works is, so each of these groups of four is one target. Um, they sort of act as one. So you can attack as many targets as you want. You just get a minus one per target, and then you um, you only roll once to hit. So however you want to do that, I just wanted to let you know that that's how multi-attack works. Okay, so with that, then I think he's going to try and hit all three of those groups that you had actually just highlighted. The one okay. above him, the one behind the big guy, and the one to the other side of the big guy. Yep, that awesome. one. So go ahead. Uh, you should have a moon ring power on your stats and skills in the bottom left under your offenses. If you just click on the d20 next to that, that'll roll everything I need to know. Awesome. So that's a 27 to hit. You do get minus three to that because of the multi-attack. But with a 24, you still hit each of those groups. They'll all three roll a toughness check versus your DC 19. So DC 19, this is for the first group. They get a 13. Second group gets a 20. Third group gets a nine. So the first group missed it by six, which is two degrees of failure. That's going to take out two members of that group. The middle group succeeded, and then this group missed by 11, so that's three degrees. So you'll take out three members of that group. Go ahead and narrate what happens. So as he sort of bellowing cape steps off of the elevator just in a wave, throws three of the moonrangs, or throws a sort of a spray of the moonrangs, and as they spray across, they hit two and then three of them, and the other, the other ones that were thrown just sort of clink and clang their way off. Awesome. Yeah, so the, the beekeepers all look around, confused as to what just happened. You did step off the elevator, Moon Knight, so this group, this other group that was prepared is going to take a shot at you. That's fine. Uh, they get a 17 to hit you, Dodge DC, which I'm pretty sure it's okay. My Dodge DC is 20. Oh, yeah, so you're good. And then you have movement if you want to move farther away from the elevator, if there's anywhere else in the room that you want to head towards. Uh, I think he's going to head sort of in the direction that Cap headed there-ish. It's like it's a full moon tonight for any. <laughs> oh boy um drax you're up all right are these roughly five foot squares or are we being kind of loose with that uh they are five foot squares okay so here's my idea you tell me how to make this work i see i have this leaping three ability mm-hmm. so i think what i would like to do is drax kind of Rah! and takes a couple of strides up to kind of between where moon knight and the first robot is, and then just takes off in a leap and is going to try and drop kick the one that's further, like that no one's bothered with yet. Yeah, for sure. We don't have to do anything to make that happen because your leaping is part of your movement. So you um, you can do two forms of movement in a round. So you can go ahead and walk a few steps and then leap the rest of the way. Um, you have enough leaping to get all the way over there, I think. Leaping I three. can leap 60 feet. Yeah, that's only 45 feet. So you can just leap over there and ruin his day. That's just a standard, that's just your move action. So you do have, uh, if you want to do a drop kick, uh, you can do an unarmed check, or if you want to... Uh... Yeah, that works. Awesome. Just seems to make sense. So that would be under stats and skills. In the offense section in the lower left-hand Unarmed. side. I love that Drax is drop kicking the, the robot. So it looks like you rolled your unarmed skill. I'll take the roll of 25, I just, what's the dice? Oh, I'm sorry. I looked it's at okay. the wrong thing. It's kind of confusing. I'm going to ask them to put the stats and skills in a different section next. Or put the skills separate from the stats next time. Okay. Uh, you have a strength of 10, so your unarmed damage is 25. Okay. So 25 for the super bot. He does, he's, unar- he's unharmed at the moment. He gets a 25, so he does resist your check. Uh, Drax, do you want to describe what happens as you fling yourself at the robot, drop kick it, and it sort of no-sells it? 
Well, I think kind of what happens is he goes flying across, kind of slams into it, and it doesn't move. And he manages to land on his feet, but is slightly confused that nothing happened. Because that doesn't happen when he hits things like that. Yeah, robot looks down at you and he says, You are trespassing on AIM territory. Remove yourself or be destroyed. I have had worse threats from other things. All right, Ant-Man on five. Okay, I'm going to need some help with this because I got big ideas and low intellect. I'm going to run straight at that first robot. Halfway, I'm going to change to tiny size Ant-Man and look for a joint (laughs) to crawl inside of. Awesome. What is your intention when you get inside? Find a wire and pull it. And rinse and repeat. (laughs) Awesome. One of the nice things about Mutant's Masterminds is it's not so much what you're doing that matters for how you're rolling, but what effect you're trying to do. So it looks like you're trying to cause damage by pulling wires. So I'm just going to hand wave it a little bit and just have you roll a dense punch check on your tiny sheet. Um, In the lower hand corner, you should see um, dense punch. If you click the D20 next to that, that'll give me your DC for everything. Dense punch. Ooh, this is going to be interactive. Should that would that be under powers? Uh, it's on stats and skills. Uh, if you go down to the offenses okay. section, uh, right underneath okay. your initiative. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So you definitely you hit, which means that you're grabbing stuff. You're doing you're you're pulling the right stuff. Let me roll a toughness check for the internal integrity of this robot. It does have a bruise from Captain America's mighty shield. That's a seventeen. So that's a difference of eight. It takes another bruise, and if it didn't already have a daze, it would take another daze. But you can't you can't stack daisies on top of daisies. So you do a lot of damage. Um, go ahead and just narrate as you're pulling stuff out of the inside of the robot. What's sort of going on? Oh, inside this robot, there's wires everywhere, and I'm just swinging from from wire to wire, yanking it loose from yeah through through his shoulder, across Sparks his chest. Sparks of steam going everywhere. Yeah. Um, if I find a really really big thick wire that I can't see where it goes or where it's coming from. I'm going to hold on to that one because that's probably a power cable. (laughs) And I'm going to stop myself right there. All right. After Ant-Man is Modok, who is going to draw his sword and join the fray. Tackle the robot that Ant-Man's inside. (laughs) Oh, this could be bad. We have ear communicators or something. So, like, you know that that Ant-Man is inside the robot. Oh, that's up to Ant-Man, but you guys do have communicators. So you are able to stay in contact. You know you can't see Ant-Man. That's <laughs> <laughs> all we know. All right. Yeah, Ant-Man disappeared and the robot started sparking and spoking, so you're you're probably sure Ant-Man's in there. Uh, Modok gets a 23 with his sword, which will hit the giant robot. The robot's got two bruises. The robot rolls an 11, so Modok's DC of 28 versus 11 is a difference of 17, which is four degrees of failure, and that's instant knockout. So Modok comes over, he sees the areas where Ant-Man has been sort of disintegrating things, and that's where he focuses his energy. He slams in with the sword into the joints that Ant-Man has cleared out of the way. And yeah, that'll be the end of that giant robot. Ant-Man, you're fine. You don't have to roll for danger or anything like that. You're okay. (laughs) Okay. And he'll lift his sword over his head and he says, Yes, I have been reinvigorated, being joined by my comrades. Avengers, come together. Real rallies the sword above his head. The uh, sole remaining giant robot is going to robo-fist Drax in the face. 
Uh, 16 to hit your dodge or parry DC, Drax. Parry DC is 18. Awesome. So he misses. He swings down with his giant robot fists. Um, you're able to easily dodge out of the way. No sound, you know, just getting out of the way. Uh, the robot looks up at you and says, your move, creep. And these aim agents, they are in danger, is what they think. Uh, these two are going to come over here with energy batons and try to take down uh, Moon Knight. But there are two less of them now, so they've got a minus two with this roll. Uh, that's a 12 to hit Moon Knight. That's not going to hit. No, it is not. So they come swarming in with these energy batons. They're swinging them at you, but Moon Knight, you're Moon Knight. You get out of the way. Yeah, I love I love the visuals of Moon Knight just dancing around, dodging, waving his cape in their face. Uh, these ones will come over here and take a pot shot at Captain America. Uh, 13 won't hit Cap, so Cap is easily able to hide behind the shield, get out of the way. Uh, still probably marveling at what's going on with Modok. Yeah, Cap is mystified. Uh, this one's going to come up behind Drax and try to hit him with a stun baton while the giant robot's punching him from the front. He'll miss. This group here is going to roll to aid the robot again. They fail to aid the robot. This group of reserves will come out of reserves and uh, they will... They're going to take a double move to get up into melee with the super robot so they can help next turn. And then uh, this group here will come around the corner as best they can. It's hard being a group of minions. They're a fluid. They have to fill the volume of whatever they're going into. And uh, their intention is to take a shot at MODOK. Wow, they're ignoring us and going after MODOK. What the heck is going on? Uh, they will miss MODOK. How do you miss that oversized <laughs> melon? <laughs> We're minions. We rolled a seven. What do you want from us? It's the cranium that walks the land. Are they minions or stormtroopers? Right. I knew we shouldn't have done that worker exchange with the Empire. I love that Marvel's never... I mean, they've refined it a little bit, but they've never really super updated the aim minion beekeeper outfit. I, I, I love that they've just left that because it's so great. I hope they keep it forever. I haven't played the new Avengers game on PS4, but... I hope there's beekeepers in it. Well, Captain America, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Okay, so we keep the same initiative every turn. Um, yeah. Well, the, these minions rolled up on me, so I have no choice but to uh, to do something about it. So how, how does that work since they move as a unit? I just attack one time, but I can damage more than one of them? That's correct. Um, because they're a minion group, any damage you do to the group is done to the group's members. Usually in Mutants and Masterminds, the way minion rules work, they suffer the worst degree of failure. Um, so usually if it's one-on-one -on -one versus a minion and they fail by one degree, you knock them unconscious. Uh, minion groups basically add additional ticks of that. So any bruises you do to a minion group or any degrees of success you get on a minion group takes out a member of the group. And the group gets worse as it loses as it loses members. So, um, and, and do attack of opportunity rules apply? Uh, there are none in this game. No attacks opportunity. Okay. He assumes that Drax can handle the warbot on his own for the moment. He's going to attack this minion group. And inside, he's just really puzzling over Modok's behavior. It's obvious that Modok sees himself as an ally with us. So it's very odd. So let me determine what attack I want to make. Okay, it attacks under powers, advantages, and equipment, or under stats and skills? <laughs> it's in the stats and skills section on the bottom left. I found it. Um, I think he's just going to do a melee attack, just a punch on these guys. I see shield bash, shield toss, and unarmed, so would that be unarmed? Yeah, um, unless you just want to flavor it as a punch and you want to use your shield bash attack, whatever you want to do. Yeah, we'll do that. 
And there's four of them, so I mean, there's no reason that he can't like go in and just do a whole bunch of work. Right. Okay. Yeah, so he's America. he's smacking him around with his shield, which is basically an extension of himself. Yeah, a 16 will hit the minion group. DC 23. They roll a 20, so you succeed in taking one of them down. Uh, what happens, Cap? I knock that goofy-looking beekeeper helmet off the guy, and he has a moment of confused surprise before he drops like a bag of potatoes. Awesome. Back to Moon Knight. Oh, uh, unless, Cap, you want to move somewhere, if you're happy hanging out there. Uh, well, I'll stay where I'm at, because I'm still semi-trying to protect Modog. All right, now back to Moon Knight. Yeah, and with these guys charging up to him, he's going to pull out his trenchant and just go ahead and take a swing at them. Excellent. I love that Moon Knight uses a shovel to fight people. That's like the ultimate critique of his mental state. And he'll he'll really swing that truncheon and, and hit them with a 28. Yeah, he sure will. And that's a DC 20. I roll a 13, which is a difference of 7. Uh, these two minions are both taken out by that truncheon display. What happens, Moon Knight? You know, basically just pulls it from his utility belt, hits them as hard as he can, and is just going to place a hand on sort of Modok's very small shoulder and goes, I don't know what happened here, but we're here to help, I think. Um, now, if you'll excuse me, and he's going to walk away over towards these other minions over this way. That's the spirit, Moon Knight. We'll get that one in a pincer maneuver. So can we call the the sound that the truncheon makes when it smacks into enemies, the trunch crunch? <laughs> yes. I imagine it's more of a kerthwang. <laughs> So is it, is it actually a shovel? Not really, but it's an army shovel. <laughs> oh, I guess it's a it's like a baton. It used to do multiple things, like back in the day, but it's been a while since I've read Moon Knight. That may have been Alex not knowing what the word truncheon meant. Yeah, I would say for for the sake of it, it's yeah, sure, why not? It's an army shovel. <laughs> I I love that. An entrenching tool. That's what I was... Entrenching tool. That's what I was thinking. Oh, no. That's my bet. You don't have to have a show if you don't want Moon Knight. That was on me. No, that's... I, I think he'll stick with his sort of... Because it's, it's a little bit... It makes a little bit more... You know, it's just going to be the sort of bat-like truncheon that it is. Awesome. Uh, Drax. All right. I have an idea. You could tell me how we make this work rolls. But this this beekeeper that's right behind me that just swung at me with the baton, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking Drax kind of catches the, the arm that's swinging the baton at him in one hand and like pivots and grabs the other end of the arm with his other hand and tries to just use the guy as a club on the robot. Excellent. I love this. Uh, I'm in favor. So what we can do, if you want to spend a hero point, we're basically going to add multi-attack to your unarmed attack with the okay. hero point. So you'll get uh, you'll make one unarmed attack at minus two for the roll because you're trying to hit him and the robot. Um, you'll do your damage to both of them. Okay. So what do I need to roll or what do I need to do first? First, go ahead and come down here to your um, to your hero point, which is the number one above your name at the bottom of roll 20. You should okay. see like, a playing card in there or a circle with an drag H in out. there. You'll drag that out onto the table. Then I get to go. And then you'll go ahead and... Uh, and just make a regular unarmed attack, you'll just get a minus two to whatever it says on the number in roll 20. So um, unarmed is in your uh, offenses on the lower left. Okay. And I'll give you a plus two damage for, for the minion. Although you rolled a critical hit. Yeah, how do criticals work? So criticals give you a plus five to your DC. So 
I gave you a plus two for having the beekeeper as a weapon. You got a plus five, so instead of a DC 25, I'm rolling against a DC 32. Okay. My super bot. So my super bot. Oh, go ahead. So I see that he rolled a 30 unarmed. Like what? What makes it a critical? I guess it's a natural 20. Ah, I see. Okay. And you can tell that it rolled 20 because it lights up green when it's a 20. I see. Uh, 32. Wow. Wow. And if you hover over the actual number itself, it tells you what what the die was and what the modifier is. Nice. So I rolled a 10 for the super bot versus your 32, which is like six degrees of failure. So you super destroy this robot and you super knock out that minion, Drax. What happens? The minion goes to swing at him and he just grabs the wrist, kind of pivots, puts his, his, his hand kind of like almost in the armpit of the guy and literally just kind of again pivots and swings him like a giant club into the, the big robot. And I think they... You know, it just kind of dents in the the robot, and as it falls, it the minion guy is laying there, kind of shaking and getting shocked by sparks coming out of the robot and whatever. It's hard out here for an A minion. Good job, Drax. Do you want to move, or are you happy hanging out there? I think he turns and looks at the minion that's right next to him now, and goes, "You're next." Like that guy shits his pants. So the. Since, since that was, uh, since he failed by six degrees, can, can we call that a Kevin Bacon result? Yes. <laughs> he is a great, great hero. That's true. That's a Guardians reference, too. What is? Oh, Kevin Bacon? Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That works on multiple levels. So good. All right. After Drax is back to Tiny Ant-Man. Okay, Tiny Ant-Man sees these four AIM agents right behind the Superbot. And he crawls out of the superbot and jumps on the first one while taunting the other three. Awesome. Uh, go ahead and give me your dent punch and we'll see what happens to this poor group of minions. <laughs> um, Eleven won't hit no group of minions. What? But you at least harassed them in a, in a very <laughs> classic Ant-Man kind of <laughs> zipping around their heads type of comic panel. You come down on the beekeeper costume and you're looking for a way to get in to fight them, but it's a, their suits are, are specifically designed to keep out insects. Strangely appropriate. And uh, the one that you jump on, he's sort of like, ah, ah, he's on me, he's on me. So I'm, I'm still on the, the first one? Outstanding, I'll just stay right there. <laughs> guys, guys. I love that, that the beekeeper uniform actually <laughs> proves useful. And... Uh, Modoc will sort of look at the chaos unfolding around here and they'll say, Oh no, Ant-Man, you've been foiled by the geniusness of the beekeeper costumes. I'm coming to aid you, my ally. And he'll come over here and start swinging the sword crazy-like at the aim agents and get a 31 to hit. That's right. Uh, 28 and 14 is a difference of 14, so 3 degrees. He will take out the ones that you are not already standing on, Ant-Man. And uh, he'll give you a thumbs up with his big with his big thumb uh, on the one with the shield in it. I'm gonna give Modok a, a little thumbs up. Glorious, glorious! I'm doing battle <laughs> with the Avengers. There are any beekeepers? It's looking bad for the beekeepers. Uh, these four are gonna back up since Drax is right there, and uh, they're gonna open fire on Drax since he since he wants to use them as clubs. How high is the ceiling in this room? Oh, the ceiling goes up about 30 feet. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is something I don't have to prepare for as often in my regular group because there's no size changers in my regular group. 
but it's something I'm mindful of. <laughs> I never get tired of Ant-Man getting big. <laughs> um, so Drax, one of them does hit you. I need a toughness save for a DC 20. Um, under where the dodge and all that stuff is? Yep, there's a toughness button where dodge and uh, parry are as well. Oh, you're good. They're shooting you with flashlights as far as you're concerned. And uh, these guys will sort of swarm in this group that's still with Captain America, and they're going to try to beat down the first Avenger with laser batons. They get a minus one to this roll. 21 to hit your parry DC, Cap. Okay, uno momento, por favor. Okay, parry DC, where's my defense? Uh, the parry DC is 22, same as my dodge. So you're good, you're fine. I rolled a 21, so they miss. They get a minus one to this roll because there's only three of them instead of the four that they usually have. As a group, they, uh, they're less effective because you took out one of the members last round. Okay, sounds good. And that's all the minions I have left. Captain America, it's your turn. I am going to attack the minion group again. Um, with I'll just do the same thing. I'll shield bash them. So you rolled a 26 to hit. I got a 24 on the toughness save, so the group is actually okay. None of them were taken out by your flurry of blows, Cap. I will say, Captain America, you do have two luck points that you can use to force rerolls for your allies or for me. So if you do want me to reroll at any point, please let me know. Yeah, I would like. I will spend a luck point, and I would like them to reroll. So do I just give you one of these points down here? Yep. Um, you can go ahead and just uh, drag it out onto the table. And I'll delete it. So they'll reroll their toughness. Much better. That's three degrees of failure. Yeah. So you take out all three of them. What happens, Cap? Captain America, we know and love. That's the Star Spangled Man with the plan. Hex, yeah. All right. Happens, and then yeah. he, since he's shield bashing, he just uh, he hits all three of them, but in that amazingly choreographed fight way, like one in the stomach, then like this kind of reverse move, and the other one, you know, on his head, and then flips over the other one and knocks him out. So it's just a very beautiful choreographed dance of unconsciousness. And then I'm going to. Um, move over to these there's two minion groups here right so that's gonna, right yeah he's just gonna go over there and get up in these guys faces awesome moon knight and with those guys falling around him moon knight is going to reach down to his utility belt pull out moon rings between each one of his fingers so that's about eight moon rings and chuck them at the two units of guys that captain america just charged to beautiful so 31 will definitely hit. Uh, it's a 29 because it's multi-attack, but right. still, that's still enough to hit both groups. DC 19 for the first group. DC 19 for the second group. You take out one guy in both groups. What happens? He just, in sort of like Wolverine crossing his arms and like letting them go and flinging these moonrangs at them, they sort of target in and take out those two guys on the ends. The other ones, they get some shreds and some slices in their beekeeper costumes, but they were able... They're ready for, you know, Drax to come over here and start ragdolling them, so they're on their they're on their guard. Ant-Man, I have exposed holes in their uniforms. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody throw Ant-Man over there. Uh, do you want to move, Moon Knight, or are you happy to hang out? I'm happy to hang out right here. Drax the Destroyer. All right. So just so I'm understanding this powerlifting power I have. How heavy is the big robot? I'm sure the big robot is not as heavy as your strength limit. Okay. Let me see. How much power lifting do you have? I have two ranks. It says 100 ton limit. Yeah, you have two ranks and yeah, so you can pick up 100 tons. So yeah, you are that robot is definitely not 100 tons. Okay. 
I just wanted to make sure I understood things correctly. So Drax is going to reach down, grab the big robot that's laying there convulsing in front of them, pick him up, go, Captain, Duck, and chuck the big robot at the two minion groups. Oh, no. <laughs> Moon Knight yells out, where? <laughs> Howard. <laughs> All right, Drax. Um, shoot. Uh, you spent the hero point for multi-attack last turn, so go ahead and make a throw check with um, just get a minus two to the roll because it's two groups. So you should have throw. I, I believe you have throw in your list of offenses. If you yes, don't, I let do. me know. Okay. 21. Yeah, that'll hit. So DC 25 uh, for the first group. They're both down one minion, so I can just pull that real quick. Oh, nope, that was the wrong button. Toughness. All right, so one group is completely flat and smacked by the uh, giant pylon. The other one misses by two degrees, so we'll lose two more members, leaving one guy over there in the world to face Captain America alone. What happens, Drax, as you chuck that robot over there? I think, yeah, he just... Ah, picks it and, and just heaves it, and it just kind of, yeah, just lands on top of what four of them, <laughs> seven of them, <laughs> no, five of them, five of them. Oh, yeah. Man. Why did we make the robot so heavy? You hear one guy say. Next robot's getting made out of styrofoam. You want to move Drax? Are you happy hanging out there? I think Drax turns back around to see what's going on in the rest of the room, since he really hasn't been looking around. But yeah, he's just kind of standing there flexed and menacing, all adrenaline up. Ant-Man! <laughs> You're not gonna like me for this. Um, so I'm still standing on the one aim agent that's still alright, right? Yep. Um, I'm gonna get big. <laughs> Giant Ant-Man is just gonna crush him. Right where uh, he stands. My body. <laughs> right where he stands. <laughs> um, go ahead and make an unarmed check at, in your giant form. <laughs> I love superhero games. Oh, my lord. <laughs> you rolled a 19 on the dice. He's all alone in the world. Yeah, roll a 27. Um, yeah, you just smash that guy to pieces. You just push him. What happened to him? <laughs> Where there wasn't an Ant-Man, there all of a sudden is all the Ant-Man you ever wanted to see. <laughs> Beautiful. He's... Hunched over, touching the the, the the ceiling, and he's looking down on Modoc and thinking, "Oh, don't think you're going anywhere anytime soon." And I'm gonna reach down to see if I can't grab Modoc. I'm I'm willing to spend a, he a hero point on this. Uh, yeah, you can spend a hero <laughs> point to go again if you want to try and grab him. Um, so go ahead and make a um, go ahead and spend the hero point. Just that card at the bottom of the screen. You can uh, drag out with the table. It won't let me. <laughs> I'll steal it. Maybe that'll work. Uh, if you click on the card, it, yep, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> okay. And I'll spend it. Uh -huh. Okay, so go ahead and make a grab check on Modoc. You should have grab in your offenses on your giant sheet. I got unarmed. I got a throw. Oh, there's grab. Uh, 20 will hit. Your grab DC is a 22. He makes a strength check versus 22. 24. Someone I rolled a natural please. 20. So, <laughs> um, Ant-Man, you go to grab Modoc, and he lifts his arms in, like, in, like, praise of you, and in that flexing motion, you sort of, like, your hand gets knocked back. Wait a minute. Modoc's got tiny little hands. He does have <laughs> tiny little hands. 
<laughs> you need to come up with something better than that. <laughs> Your fingers are well, pulling it in. He pushes them away. Wielding a sword. Okay. He looks up at you and he says, Yes! Yes! Giant Ant-Man! <laughs> That's not how you do a fist bump! And he puts up his little fist. <laughs> and uh, he will putter over here in his floating chair and try to take out the last minion. You get a critical hit for DC 33. <laughs> I want to know what drugs whoever came up with Modoc was on when Modoc was developed. Oh, it was the 80s, right? I think he's 70s. 70s? No, yeah. he's 70s. Mm. So, probably wasn't cocaine then. Cocaine feels <laughs> like an 80s drug. I'm trying to remember what Modoc stands for. It's, a, it's actually an acronym. It's the mental organism designed only for killing. No, they. Yeah, they... that is so 70s. Or 60s, even. They've changed it since then. They're trying to be PC with MODOK now. <laughs> oh, there's the um, there's the one with there's MODOK with a C who's designed only for computing. Yeah. <laughs> but in the uh, in the Hulu show, they let him be the one designed for killing, from the ad uh -huh. I saw. So. Yeah, that's I saw that too. That's actually the backbone of this adventure. <laughs> yeah, also voiced by Pat Oswalt. Ah, awesome. So with the last minion going down. That will take us out of combat unless you guys want to jump on Modok. But he uh, he he stabs that guy. He turns around to all of you, lifts his sword triumphantly in the air, and says, "Victory for the Avengers!" And he'll sheathe his sword, and he will look at all of you with a big stupid grin on his face. So I'm like, Avengers. I, I tell Modok, like, all right, Modok, surrender and tell us what's going on. Avengers, surround Modok. Modok, you have me confused. I'm not Modok. I am Modab. I'm afraid to ask, but what's the difference? I am the mental organism designed only for boldness, Captain America. I'm a hero, as you are. I don't believe you. It's not that easy to go from bad to good. I thought I was the crazy one. You are a strange being. I've always been good. Modab. Hmm. Well, as far as I'm concerned, until we sort this out, you are the Modok we know who has presented himself to be quite a danger on more than one occasion. So surrender until we sort this out. Wait a minute, there's a MODOK here who's evil? Are there more than one MODOK? I only see one. He kind of looks at all of you. He says, I I am not from this dimension. I was brought here by these fiends. And he leans over and spits on one of the AIM beekeepers. Which I never thought about how much MODOK would spit until just this second. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I wish we had Hank Pym here or one of our other science types. But for now, for all I know... The hey, what am I, chopped liver? Uh, Scott Lane? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, you, you understand what he's talking about? Can I make a technology check to understand what he's talking about? I thought Scott Lane was just uh, a reg an average Joe who kind of inherited everything. So I kind of mixed the uh, comic and the movie versions for this build. Um, okay. I did give him some technological skills, not as much as my Hank Pym has, of course. Okay. But, uh, you know, he's got a master's in electrical engineering. I would say Scott, from hanging around people, has absorbed enough information. Uh, but yeah, Scott, if you want to give me a technology check, that's just on the um, stats and skills page. Uh, with a 14, you're sort of uh, looking around the room and sort of looking at the technology involved, you do know that it is possible for there to be multiversal travel in the Marvel Universe. I mean, you don't know it's the Marvel Universe, but in your universe. 
And looking around, you do see some very large technological devices in this room, especially in this sort of area where Modok and everybody is standing right now. It looks like there's a platform that does have sort of like a Stargate-esque portal on top of it. It's not out of the realm of possibility that there was a teleportation that took place here. You think with further study or um, taking him somewhere with more of like Stark or Pym's scanners, you might be able to further confirm his story. I think his his story is at least plausible. You'd need to talk to Hank or Tony to find out if it is actually possible. Well, for for now, <laughs> uh, just out of character, Captain America is, is approaching this, that this is some kind of trick. Because the last thing he wants to do is automatically give what he considers to be Modoc trust. But he thinks this is he thinks this is all some kind of weird ruse. I think he ought to give him the benefit of the doubt, Cap. I understand your skepticism. Where I come from, all of you are villains. I am not a villain. Well, no, not you, you, but the you from my dimension is. I'm kind of a villain here, so am I kind of sort of a hero there? Uh, well, you started off as kind of a hero, and then you sort of fell in with a bad crowd. All right, so let's, just for the sake of argument, Avengers, let's keep an eye on Modoc here. Modop, Modop, my name is Modop. Let's keep an eye on the subject here, the uh, detainee. Why, why would you, if we were villains in your world, why would you call us for help here? Is there an eye in particular you wish me to source, Captain? <laughs> uh, just uh, don't don't let our friend here out of your sight. Okay. Well, you see, Cap, I made it an educated guess when the aim agents started shooting at me that I had come to a dimension where everything was backwards. An opposite dimension. So are you saying where you're from, AIM is the good guys? Yes, yes. They're an organization I founded to do good. To help me in my tireless quest for justice, peace, and the American way. And you hear a bald eagle sound effect play from his chair says that. <laughs> okay, so now let's, for the, for the moment, let's assume that your story is true. Just for the sake of argument, what, what next? Well, if I was leading the investigation, I would ask these AIM ne'er-do-wells what they were up to. Why they brought me here. Are Cap looks around and says, do, are any of them conscious? Uh, they could be made conscious. Or maybe, uh, I would say Ant-Man is our most technical. Uh, is there any computers we can access for logs or anything like that? I can look around, Cap, but yeah. Drax is going to kind of start walking around, keeping keeping an eye on, on, on Modoc, but look for one that may be the, the beekeeper guys that may be starting to stir. And if he finds one, literally just pick him up by the, the ankle so he's holding him upside down by one leg. And as the guy's eyes flutter open, go, we have questions for you. And gesture towards Ant and Captain. Uh, so yeah, you hold this guy up upside down, his eyes sort of flutter open, he looks around, he says, uh, what do you want to know? Captain? This... This uh, Mo Dob here claims that you have brought him here from a, another dimension. Is that correct? Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Oh, this guy. I can't believe this is the guy we got. Out of all the Modocs and all the multiverses, this is the one who came over here. He stabbed like eight guys before you all got here. He what? He stabbed like eight of us before we got here. That sword. <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying this Modob fellow more and more. So why were you fishing for Modocs, as it were, from other realities? Man, I did that because Modoc told me to do. Why do you think I do anything in this line of work? Where is the real Modoc? 
he's probably AIM headquarters where he's supposed to be. Can you get him on the phone? Oh, you want me to... Hey, boss, I got some Avengers on the phone here. No, I ain't talking to you. You can roll an intimidation check if you want. Drax, higher. I want, I'm curious, what does Moon Knight's intimidation look like? Does he have Batman-like intimidation? I'm sure Drax has some intimidation. Moon Knight has pretty decent intimidation, but I'm sure Drax's intimidation is much better, especially considering he's the one holding the guy upside down. Well, one of you can aid the other one if you want to give a bonus to the roll. Yeah, I'll, I'll aid Drax in intimidating this guy. Hey, I think I have the best intimidation going right now. I'm very scary. I can't even get inside of your suits. I can't go in. I'll just crush everything on the inside. On the <laughs> yeah, so uh, Moon Knight, if you want to go ahead and roll an intimidation check, uh, we'll compare that to a DC 10. Whatever degrees of success you get, you'll get a certain bonus to Drax's intimidation score. Okay. So um, 18 on Moon Knights will successfully aid. Uh, it's not three degrees of success, so it's only a plus two to Drax's Intimidate, but that's still a plus two. Okay, that would just be the skills on the right? Yep. So with Drax's 21, you'll kick that up to a 23, con- uh, including Moon Knight's aid. Let me roll a... Am I going to roll over on my boss check for the aim agent? I rolled an eight, so yes, he um, he's like, oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't, shouldn't have gotten, shouldn't have run my mouth. You know, it's my mom, it's my mother's fault. I get, I got the temper. What do you want to know? What do, what do you both want to know? I just, what do you want? What do you want me to do? How do we send him back? Well, that's kind of complicated because the uh, the machine fried itself when he came through the hole. But 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 you know, if it helps, there are, there's a couple other places around here that are doing the same experiment. So maybe maybe one of them. It has a portal that still works if you really want to send him back. I think we should keep him here. Keep an eye on him. Instead of sending him someplace where we can't see. So, Modob, again, for the sake of argument, assuming your story is true, what is what is your goal? What do you want to do? Well, I would like to stop my nefarious siblings if they are really here to cause harm, and then return to my home, where I can continue the good fight. Uh, you, and Captain America points at the guy that Drax is dangling, Give Ant-Man the uh, codes, security codes for your computers. I want to see if this all checks out. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever you want. Just don't let that, uh, don't let that crazy guy or this dumb guy rip me in half. So, uh, from Captain America's perspective, if the computer logs and stuff corroborate what Modob and the AIM guy is saying, he's going to drop the suspicious routine. Why does this one assume I am unable to speak? I clearly am. Why does this one assume I'm crazy? I'm clearly not. Something in the eyes, man. I know that look. You can see my eyes. Just like the, just like the, the like the like, little squinty things from like the cartoons, like what 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 Batman does. I see that. Only only one other guy in the city got a mask like that, and that's Deadpool. I hate that guy. I guess Spider Man too, but Spider Man's nuts. I hate that guy. Spider Man's the reason I gotta work for AIM now. Moon Knight, counseling and medication. You might want to look into it. Well, uh, uh, what do you say, big guy? You want to take me over to the computer so I can do what Captain America said? Sure, I'll just walk over and hold him, like, up over the keyboard. Yeah, this is about right. At least I'm not webbed up somewhere. He's, like, gone through and clacking away on the keyboard. Um, Ant-Man, come over here and make a technology check, and I'll give you a plus five bonus for having uh, having all the passwords that you need. So that's a 28 for Ant-Man, the plus five from, uh, nice. from our guy. Um, so Ant-Man, you're able to go through and you're able to sort of bring up the computer logs, bring up some of the research data cycling through everything. It does look like uh, Modog 
is telling the truth. It looks like Modav was brought here from another dimension. Um, it looks like AIM was trying to summon as many Modoks as they could through the portals. Uh, you're able to find the locations of... Let me count so I'm not a liar. You're able to find the locations of four other um, labs that are doing similar work across New York City. It looks like they're all localized to New York City. And you do see there is a little bit of information about the dimensions that they're bringing uh, Modoks from, as well as acronyms for those Modoks. Hey, man, the only ones who are trying to do this. There's like four other labs that are trying to do this to varying degrees. I don't know where they're at, but I could find out given enough time. They are all um, they are all AIM facilities. Just to call. yeah, this is a big thing with AIM trying to get all the MODOK in one place. What they're trying to do can't be good, Cap. What do you want to do? All right. First of all, friend, I owe you an apology. But if you understood the MODOK that we dealt with, I had to make sure this wasn't sort of some sort of odd scheme. Oh, no, I totally understand, Captain America. If you were the Captain America from my dimension, I would have been very skeptical. That U.S. agent guy is very suspicious. Captain America actually reaches his hand out to shake Modob's hand and all that. Modob will rotate in his chair and uh, extend his little arm to shake. Okay. Avengers, we have uh, we have two tasks ahead of us. We must put an end to this uh, scheme of aims, and we must after that we must return Modob to his home reality because it sounds like he is sorely needed there. Okay, so at this point, we know that there's three other labs or four other labs, but we don't know their locations. Uh, you do know their locations. You know that there are four other labs across New York City. And you do see that the experiments were all meant to happen at the same time. Um, you also find acronyms for the other MODOKs. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, the first one is MODOP. It does not say what the last letter stands for on any of the acronyms, but it does have the letter. Uh, you have MODOKs with an X, uh, MODOK with a Q, MODOS with an S, and MODOK with a C. Interesting. The one with the Q, that's the French one. <laughs> Cap, do we want to let our friends in Wakanda know about this or other allies we may have? Knowledge is power. At the beginning of the game, weren't, wasn't it kind of set up that like all the other Avengers and stuff were kind of out of pocket right now? Yes, uh, the Avengers are sort of... You guys are the ones in New York City. Everybody else is sort of out and about doing other hero things at the moment. Okay. Well, I do think we should let like S.H.I.E.L.D. and... You know, we need to, whatever the uh, the superhero grapevine is, you know, and the authorities let them know what's going on, but we're going to attempt to handle it. I, I'm metagaming here, but I'm assuming that the scenario isn't designed for us to call other heroes in. Um. Well, you, uh, you, you are all Avengers, so if there are folks that you want to call in particular, they might be available. Okay. Maybe not necessarily to come on as allies in combat, like that, but maybe right. resources that you can get additional... Uh, information or technology from uh, Moon Knight does have the connected and the contacts advantages or the just the connected advantage well I would like to at some point I want to call Hank Pym hmm. to see if he has any insight because I mean basically the shrinking and growing deals with other dimensions so he has some insight into that mm -hmm. but for right now what do you guys think should we do we call shield and tell him to come grab all these unconscious aim people what's the normal SOP yeah, that would be pretty normal, having S.H.I.E.L.D. come down to arrest all the people you all beat up. All right, so... What do I do with this one? Hey, I Drop told you it. what you wanted to know. Just let me go. Well, you're not going anywhere, friend. 
What the hell? I told you what you wanted to know. I just like let go and drop him on his head. Ragdoll him until he's unconscious. Pull a Hulk and Loki on him. Um, <laughs> so, um, do you did does he know that whatever the soldier is, let's call him Bernie? Uh, do you know anything else about these other Modocs or these other versions of Modoc? Well. I know a little bit about what the dimensions, uh, what at least a couple of the dimensions they were pulling him from looked like. Okay, we're waiting. Uh, well, the um, the one with the X, he's supposed to be from like a music dimension where everything's a musical. The one with the Q, he's supposed to be from like sort of like a fantasy dimension where everything is, uh, everybody is sort of you know trying to overcome evil and bring peace and prosperity to some crazy wild world with the I don't know it's got a it's got some kind of crazy wild uh, fantasy name to it uh the one with the S he's from a dimension that's been filled with gamma radiation oh no <laughs> Modok the Hulk and the uh the one with the C he's from uh he's from Earth 617 which is the one right next door to our Earth and what what is that Earth like it's kind of like ours but a little bit different like Spider-Man's Latino I think is that the one where they all have mustaches? Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, this stuff makes my head hurt. Let's call Shield, have him pick up our friends here, and then I, I'd like to talk with Hank Pym and then get to these one of these next bases as soon as possible. What, what do you guys think? Sounds like a man with a plan, Cap. Well, so my thoughts, you know, whatever anyone wants to do is fine, but get these guys picked up and let's head to the next base. Beautiful. But I do think we need to... Ant-Man said, kind of at least alert the superhero community and shield as to what we're looking into. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's easy enough to get Fury on the phone. He'll, um, he'll come down with a couple of couple of shield prison transports and pick up the AIM people and take them on to uh, wherever shield takes people that they don't want to come back. Raising the alert to the rest of the community is easy enough. You do want to reach out to Hank Pym, Captain America, is that correct? I'd like to. Yeah, I mean, I you know, just because he's the He's the Avenger I can think of that probably knows the most about other dimensions and whatnot. Moon Knight goes, I have his number, and pulls out this old 80s cell phone and starts dialing up Hank Pym. How'd you get this number? Hank, it's Mark. Oh. Yeah, How you doing, buddy? Man. Well, hey, uh, I'm here with uh, Captain America, and he's got some questions for you. Of course you are. Hands the phone to Cap. <laughs> Hank, how are you? Wish we had time for pleasantries, but... Uh... It's a dangerous situation evolving. Well, if Captain America's calling, it's probably not good. What's going on? Uh, extra-dimensional Modox? Yeah, it's my day off. What? Extra-dimensional Modox? Yeah, it's, it's... I'll catch you up later, but uh, evidently there's some sort of... AIM has some sort of technology where they're bringing in versions of Modox from parallel dimensions in, in some... You know AIM. Why would they uh, do that? Who's for that an for? An army of Modocs, evidently. How many are there? Uh, four or five, we think. Uh, what we happen to have a Modoc. We were alerted to the situation by, get this, a version of Modoc called Modob, who is actually a hero on his world. Just a long, haggard sigh. So I don't want to keep you too long on your day off, but we're dealing with extra-dimensional stuff and, I don't know, gates and Modocs, and it just... You know, is there anything that we should know messing with this kind of technology? Well, you know, there was, um, I did pick up some extra dimensional energy readings 
in a couple of places around New York City. I was going to leave it for tomorrow, but uh, yeah, here's a couple of locations that I picked. That my sensors picked up some stuff. Uh, Madison Square Garden, Coney Island, and Liberty Island. All right. So, does that match up with what we already knew? Uh, those locations are pretty close to the locations that uh, Scott was able to pick up from the computer trackers. Yeah, that checks out with what with the data we've gotten this AIM laboratory. I mean, should it is it just round them up and send them back? Is it that easy? We have to go. the 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 gate here is overloaded or something. I don't know. Yeah, but, they probably uh, didn't account for the size of his head when they're coming up with the aperture. He does have an oversized cranium. <laughs> um, yeah, the dilation of that spear is not large enough for a head of that size, but that's pretty normal. Anytime a head is breaching into another world. Let me uh, let me get to work. I'll start working on some kind of portal that can send them back. If you round them up and bring them here, I can uh, I can send them away. Um, I will say you said there were four or five of them. Uh, you and Captain America points at Bernie. How many again total? I'm unconscious. Give me in the head again. Hey Scott, how many uh, or Ant Man? How many locations were in the computer again? Four. In addition to this one. Yeah, yeah, in addition, addition to this, to one. this one. Uh, Looks like five total, Hank, including uh, this one, which we've already rescued this uh, version of MODOK, and the technology here has been fried. Oh, my sensor's only picked up three, so maybe that just means that those MODOKs are loose, running rampant in the world or something, and the other ones are still in the uh, still in the facilities. So are you saying that these MODOKs could be tracked with extra-dimensional, some sort of sensors they put off a different signal or something? Yeah, yeah, they're not from this world, so um, you have a Quinjet with you? We do. All right, let me upload that real quick. Thanks, Hank. Especially on your day off. Ah, Tony changed the password on me. What's the password of the Quinjet? And rules with a uh, with three exclamation points and a numeral one at the end. Hate that guy. All right, here's the program. It'll uh, the sensors in the uh, Quinjet. They'll be able to pick up from here. You'll uh, you'll want to head probably probably ASAP if those things are loose in the world. Who knows what they're up to? Fantastic. So you're saying do not attempt to use AIM's technology, but bring them all to you? Yeah, bring them all to me just in case there's some kind of weird contingency. Or, I mean, otherwise, their technology is not that great. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trust it to send anyone back to the proper place. Roger, Hank. Thanks. We'll catch up. Got to grind. And he will hang up to go uh, start start constructing an extra-dimensional portal for you. All right. I love comics. Okay, so... Uh... Captain America basically relays that to everybody. Here's the deal. So uh, we've got Hank's giving us ways to track these other versions of MODOK, but I also want to check out these labs. So I, you tell me. It's six of one, half a dozen in the other. Which one do we go to first, folks? Where will there be more of these large robot things? I much enjoyed competing with them. I'll pick a letter. S, Q, or what was the other one? C? X. X, um. S. Q or C, right? Yep. Give me a letter. X. Off we go. Excellent. Um, off you go. You load up into the Quinjet. You start heading that way. That uh, that lab appears to be somewhere near Madison Square Garden. Um, and as you're coming in from the skyline above Madison Square Garden, you can see people are fleeing in the opposite direction of the theater uh, or stadium venue. That's a strange building. And then you see that there are some other people who are sort of zombieing around the outside of the building that seem to be in a trance. Okay. Uh, and so can quadruple head here fit into our Quinjet? Yes, he can. Okay. So um, looks like we're getting here just in the nick of time, folks. It's time for us to be heroic. 
Just my bad. All right, what do you guys want to do? Let's get down there. Yes. So just charge in. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Modov will go to the back of the Quinjet and push the ramp off, and he'll jump out with his sword and shield up, just yelling huzzah as he flies out. Moon Knight will do the same with his cape sort of curled into that crescent moon shape that it does. Such sweet imagery. Huzzah! Modov's <laughs> actually kind of growing on me. <laughs> How high are we? Uh, as high as you want to be. But you can leap pretty far, I think, uh, Drax. You said 60 feet? Yeah. Yeah, as far as you can leap, you don't have to worry about uh, damage from falling. Okay. Yeah, as long as I can do that, then yep. Drax will... Yeah. I'm going to land the Quinjet. Captain America's being responsible. Tiny Ant-Man is hitching a ride as best he can on Cap, because Cap seems to have a survival instinct. Cap, the most realistic person in the group. I'm going to land this Quinjet and then I'll be down, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> well, if there was an easy way to get back up to it, I would just put it like in hover mode, but none of us can fly. So, um, well, I guess, I don't know. Can MODOK fly or does he just kind of levitate a certain amount off the ground? This MODOK can only levitate a certain amount off the ground, but he can safe fall. He can activate the thrusters when he hits the ground. All right. So I'm going to park the Quinjet between the people that are fleeing and the zombies or the sort of trance people, if I can, to create a little bit of a physical barrier. Yeah, as um, as the three people who jumped out of the Quinjet land, uh, you do see that the people who are running away, it looks like there's a set radius around Madison Square Garden that is uh, generally, generally full of entranced zombie-like people. And you can hear the soft, beautiful sound of xylophone music on the wind. Um, how close do Moon Knight Drax and uh, Modob land to Madison Square Garden. I try and get as close to the building as I can, sort of gliding my way down. Awesome. Go ahead and give me a will save then, Moon Knight. All right. Uh, so Moon Knight and Modok. Uh, Drax, how close do you land? I'm probably landing with the other two, kind of like split the difference. Cool. Give me a will save. I love everything about this. Okay. So Moon Knight, Modob, and Drax, you all land within the radius of the xylophone music and everything about that music is just so beautiful and wonderful and you feel immediately entranced by Modox. I'm gonna deal both of, I'm gonna deal all of your hero point. That'll come up for the next session. Well, I don't get one because I'm the I'm the GM, but the rest of the group will earn a hero point as Moon Knight and Drax are bent to the will of Modox and tasked with protecting Madison Square Garden until the end of his concerto. And as uh, as Captain America and Ant-Man come running up, you do see Moon Knight, Drax, and Modob all turn towards you with glowing purple eyes, ready to do battle. And I think that's where we'll end this session. Intro and outro music by the band 12 Noon. You can email us at meandsteverpg at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash meandsteverpg. Thank you and be kind to each other. How much for the cigar? Cigar, 20 bucks, dog. You got to go down the street to the store and buy that. Look, just because I forgot to ask you for a bad joke of the week when you were on the show. <laughs> oh, I have a bonus. I'll give you a bonus one right now. Why don't the Avengers use the Hulk for advertising?
I mean, he's basically a giant banner. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That man is gifted. <laughs> oh, no. Make sure to tip your bartenders and waitresses. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow, Shane. You're welcome. You don't need to thank me. My face hurts. <laughs> Sweaty. Um, Modoc, you rolled a whole four. Good for you, buddy. Oh yeah. I would I'd recognize him in a grocery store checkout line. <laughs> I don't know if I should be flattered or offended. <laughs> that feels like a threat. <laughs> I'm going to come up to you at the grocery yeah. store and ruin your quick plans. <laughs> I've had I've had too many bad experiences at the grocery store recently to be like taking risks with that. <laughs> Jack's obviously softer on the inside, so you need to climb inside the robot and kill it from the inside. I will attempt that. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. That's out of character. Was it that from the Those Guardians Two? Guardian Guardians Two. Without like, that, doesn't make any sense. It will be soft on the inside. Out of character. I'm really disappointed. The building didn't explode. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe the next one. I love the the alternate Modoc. That's that's great. So, did you come up with that on your own, or is that a I did? Comics? I did. This is one of my favorite concepts I've ever come up with, and I haven't seen it anywhere else. Yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, I could see this as a storyline in the comics. Yeah, it feels like it's something that should have been done by now, especially right, in the seventies. Exactly. If it hasn't natural. been done yet, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't found it. Yeah, and thank you guys for playing with me today. I really appreciate it. Well, that was fun. That was a good introduction to Mutants and Masterminds. So, uh, Very good. Far, I'm pretty impressed with the system. It, it flows faster than I would ex have expected for a D20-based system. Yeah, I really, I really, really enjoy it. Well, it's, I think it's, it's my favorite superhero game. Really great system, and yeah, I, I like it. I like it so far, and I'm excited to see more of it. So, yeah, I, I kind of like that it, it feels quite narrative without being crunchless. It's not fate, but it is narrative. Yeah, I really like it. And I, it, I will admit it does come down a little bit to GM style. There's ways that you can play it that are crunchier, that flow a little slower, and there's ways that you can play it more narratively. I like to hit sort of a blend. And I like well, I, you know, I like superhero stuff, so I like I like people feeling heroic. Well, I, I was very impressed with that, that fight, because like I said, when I first saw all those tokens, as a GM, if I was running it, I was like, this is going to be a long fight. And uh, it went very quickly. It went like a superhero fight should. Yeah. Um, generally, fights in Eminem last like three rounds is the way I, the way I usually estimate a fight taking. Nice. 